Welcome to Season 5 of E-Commerce Fastlane. This podcast helps resilient entrepreneurs, marketers, and founders to accelerate growth and thrive with Shopify. And now on to Episode 242. You're listening to E-Commerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company. Powered by Shopify. Listen to real conversations with partners and subject matter experts as they share proven practical strategies, platforms, and the best Shopify apps to help you accelerate your business. The time is now for you to improve efficiencies, grow revenue, profit, and lifetime customer loyalty. Please welcome your host, startup founder, and strategic advisor, Steve Hutt. Today's show is sponsored by the Be Profit app for e-commerce sellers. Need a clearer picture of your profit margins or want an easier way to understand your ad spend or looking for a fast way to analyze all of your Shopify store's data? Then the Be Profit app does it all for you. And like many of our listeners, I used to track a lot of my profits and expenses with all things like a spreadsheet. It worked for a while, but you know my store started to scale up and it simply wasn't a viable method to accurately measure the profitability anymore. And that's where Be Profit now changes all of that for Shopify brands. It's currently available right now in the Shopify app store. BeProfit gathers vast amounts of data in a blink of an eye with an auto integrations to a lot of the top ad platforms, AliExpress, and a lot more. But what BeProfit does next is to translate all of your first party, your Shopify store data into an intuitive and customizable all-in-one dashboard, providing you with valuable insights. And it literally allows you to zoom in on the metrics that matter most to your brand. You can even take full control of your data by creating and exporting your own custom reports. That's pretty exciting. Discover your most valuable products, their top performing ads, best customer cohorts, and so much more, all with the BeProfit's intuitive profit dashboard. Now you can visit beprofit.co and you can start a seven day free trial, kind of kick the tires and see what this platform can do. Also for e-commerce Fastlane listeners, you get access to an exclusive lifetime 15% discount. Use code FL15 on any BeProfit plan. So you get a seven-day free trial, 15% off for life. Check them out today at beprofit.co and use the discount code FL15. Well, hey there, it's Steve Hutt and welcome back to season five of e-commerce Fastlane. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e-commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, if you're an ambitious, lifelong learner, which you likely are since you're here today, you're definitely in the right place. Now, new episodes are available twice weekly with your favorite podcast players like Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and many more. You can also stream current episodes, including a very relevant back catalog. I think we're up to 240-ish episodes now. A lot of amazing partners that connect to Shopify and a lot of problems they're solving, great apps, marketing platforms. So go check it out, ecommercefastlane.com. Now, in today's episode, I'm really excited. My guest is Ming Yang, who is the Director of Buyer Operations and Partnerships at a company called Alibaba.com. And they are a B2B, a business-to-business unit of Alibaba Group and one of the largest global B2B trading platforms. Now, Alibaba.com makes it easy for businesses like Shopify to do business anywhere. 
I can guarantee you this is going to be an excellent conversation, a ton of learnings. Me being merchant-facing, I'm a trusted advisor. I get asked a lot about how can I expand my product range or my mix of products and where can I go in product sourcing and private labeling. There's all these questions. People are trying to expand their mix and get into different verticals. It's so interesting. Today's conversation, I think, is going to open up your mind about what is available through Alibaba.com. So hi, Min. Welcome to e-commerce Fastlane. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Now, I mentioned a little bit at the start of this episode, but I think people know or have heard of Alibaba.com before. But I think it's better on a high level first, just to kind of understand from your side of the table, like how are you really assisting commerce brands? People like brands are on Shopify. Like how today are you assisting them with Alibaba.com? So Alibaba, as you mentioned, is a global B2B e-commerce marketplace. And we connect over 20 million active buyers with over 200,000 suppliers around the world. And we were the first business Jack Ma launched with the mission of making it easy to do business anywhere. And it has since become a leading platform for global B2B. So through Alibaba Marketplace, business can access tools and services covering all aspects of e-commerce. For suppliers such as manufacturers, wholesalers, and distributors, they can present their products and reach a global audience of business buyers. For buyers from around the world, like Shopify brands and merchants, many of them find their products and manufacturers on Alibaba, and we help them discover products. We help them find suppliers and place orders online in a very fast, efficient, and trustworthy way. You know, what's interesting is like, I think there needs to be a little bit of clarity, I think, between maybe Alibaba.com and AliExpress. Because I mean, I've even purchased from AliExpress and I believe that's more like the B2C. This is where the end consumer goes and purchases goods directly from the site, almost like it's a mega mall of like amazing products for the end consumer. But where I think Alibaba positions themselves a little bit differently. So maybe you can share to the audience today what the differences between those two are. Of course. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So both Alibaba.com and AliExpress are online marketplaces. And the difference is Alibaba.com is B2B and AliExpress is really B2C. So that's the major difference. And AliExpress is really tailored towards global consumers and they ship with efficient way and with individual orders. And Alibaba, we usually do manufacturers and wholesalers and distributors with a bulk order. And, and usually we do customized products. Well, let's chat a little bit about the origin story. It's always fascinating to me. I mean, you know, Jack Ma, I've read his book. He's been on a lot of webinars. He's been on a lot of video. It's it's very, very interesting being a teacher and just his whole career journey. But I just love to hear, because you're on the inside, you get to know the whole story behind Jack and others in the startup team. But how did all the pieces come together? Like, where do you believe like the desire and the expertise came from to even want to create Alibaba.com? Yeah, so I think that's a really interesting question because it's kind of a interesting story. Alibaba was established in 1999, and it was a time when the internet was already starting to happen in the U.S., but it was almost empty, non-existing in China. So Jack Ma was English teacher, as you know, and he did a lot of translation work. So in 1995, he had a chance to come to the U.S. for work, and he learned about internet. It really opened his eyes. So he was searching on the internet and the web about Chinese companies and information, but he couldn't find anything. So he really saw the golden opportunity there. So when he went back, he tried a few things. And in 1999, he gathered 18 people in his apartment. He spoke to them for two hours about his vision. That vision, in the internet 
would level the playing field by enabling small business to leverage innovation and technology to grow and compete more efficiently in the domestic and global economies. So today we are still carrying on the same mission to make it easy to do business anywhere, especially for small and medium business. So for the first eighteen years, Alibaba functioned as a listing platform. More like a digital yellow pages for matchmaking for buyers and sellers. So back in 2017, Alibaba.com began a transformation to evolve from a listing platform where no transactions occurred to an end-to-end trading platform. So we have digitalized all points through the B2B customer journey in the way that build trust between buyers and sellers. Including product detail page, supplier verification, communication tools, order payment, etc. And we even have a live streaming and virtual factory tours on our website today. So we're really working on creating an ecosystem with partners and collaborations that offer shipping, logistics, and other services for our customers. So another milestone for Alibaba.com was. In 2019, when we opened platform to U.S. sellers, and it was the true beginning of a series of new features and collaborations designed to reshape B2B e-commerce and to empower U.S. SMBs to access this 24 trillion global B2B economy opportunity. Just had a quick look. There's actually two books that I actually have of Jack's. I went into my account just to have a look, and one is Alibaba: The House That Jack Built was interesting, and the other book was、I'd、Never Give Up from Jack Ma. So I'm going to put those links in the show notes just for those that are interested in kind of the founder story and kind of like you're right. It was so early days in 1999. Things. I mean, I think Amazon launched in 1996, and then just kind of continued on from there. And then, yeah, then the dot com really started happening、um, in North America, and it's a very interesting story. And so you're mentioning a little bit about this global B to B kind of opportunity, this 24 trillion dollars with a T, like it's massive. I'm just wondering how you believe the pandemic may have changed this opportunity now for Shopify sellers. The market opportunity is massive, but has the pandemic done anything to it? And who do you believe? Mostly can benefit from the Alibaba.com platform. So, kind of a two-parter question: massive opportunity, but does the pandemic had any impact on that and the Alibaba business and the end consumer and then Shopify brands? How does this all work now? Yeah. So, since the pandemic started, we did see nearly two decades of change take place as business owners realize that getting digital is not just nice to have; it's a must-have. And our recent U.S. B2B small medium business survey captured the recent SMB insights and sentiments. We compare the findings to previous surveys conducted in December 2019, before the pandemic, and during the pandemic in September 2020. And the results show that more and more trade amongst SMBs are conducted. Online through e-commerce channels, as of December 2021, about 47% of U.S. SMBs trade volume was through e-commerce, a nearly 12% point increase in two years. Also, not coincidentally, those who have digitalized are even more optimistic and seeing more sales growth over the past two years than their parts. More and more business are accessing nearly this. 24 trillion global B2B e-commerce market, and through Alibaba.com, SMBs are able to get digital, go global, and grow their business globally. 
all on their terms. For business that sell on Shopify through multi-channels, before the pandemic, business buyers would travel internationally a few times a year to meet with their supplier partners, right? So for the past two years, the travel between the West and East was almost completely shut down. The trade shows like Canton Fair and all the trade shows in the U.S. were canceled or missing international exhibitors or buyers. So Alibaba.com became really this one-stop destination for buyers to look and find new suppliers. I have personally heard a lot of customers who told me about their experience. They just have no other way to travel or meet with people. So they come to Alibaba and find the suppliers. Adding that global supply chain disruptions you mentioned and with the growing demand, buyers were forced to expand their supplier base. It is usually more challenging for SMBs because they are not big enough to compete with larger companies in terms of resources and finances. So Alibaba is really kind of free tool and we offer a lot of free tools and services. We help them really get what they're looking for, especially when we have a vast kind of variety of suppliers, right? 200,000 suppliers on the platform, 200 million plus product options. So it's really helpful resource for Shopify brands from a packaged good brand sourcing packaging supplies to cosmetic company creating a new product line or makeup brush or a furniture direct-to-consumer brand sourcing special fabric and hardwares, right? So you name it, you can probably find everything for your store and even for your business operations on Alibaba. Which is interesting, you made a comment about the fact the last two years has been like non-existent as far as being able to meet in person. I know in the past, like I said, I've managed many brands and I know of many entrepreneurs, founders that have actually gone to China directly to meet a few people. And it's so interesting for those that don't know the market. It's so interesting where certain cities or certain like geographical areas usually produce very similar products geographically, very similar to each other. It's so interesting. And so they go into a certain market. If you're buying a consumer electronic product that's a set-top box for a television or satellite, you'll go into a certain city and literally there'll be like 50 factories that make similar but different products, but they're all like geographically close to each other. What's so interesting, I guess that's part of the sourcing and just how things, I heard even, this may be anecdotal, but I even heard that like Christmas ornaments, there's like one city, all they make is just Christmas ornaments and nothing else. That's their whole business model. It's so interesting that that's kind of how the world is. And But the nice thing about Alibaba.com and from what I've learned is now instead of having, with the pandemic, not being able to meet in person, you've put together all the checks and balances now in place so that we're having, number one, you have access to, as you said, almost 200 million different products. You have these pre-qualified suppliers. I think that's phenomenal. But there's other things that you have too that I think is important maybe just to note for those listening today. Trade insurance. That's an important thing. It's different when you shake a hand and sign a contract in person, but no, no, there's some tools and things that are available directly on the website as both the buyer and the seller. Logistics, sir, I'm just rattling off a few things that I know of. Even production monitoring, the lead time to orders, getting samples, and I'm thinking about private label. You know, even production monitoring. I don't know if you can expand a little bit on any of those kind of topics because I think these are extra value add that you get even though you can't be in person, Alibaba.com is helping facilitate these kind of trust things between the buyer and the seller. You are exactly right. So 
I think for people who do business with business in the past, traditionally you always meet with them, you shake hands, and you kind of get to know each other. But nowadays, I think this whole process is being digitalized, right? So how can you build trust with people you have never met before, and how can you partnership with suppliers who? Can your whole business really rely on their product quality deliver on time? Right, you're absolutely right. So some of the tools you have mentioned, such as trade insurance, is a very good example. So it's basically insurance is a policy we put in place to protect buyers. So if they're not happy with the quality, if its products not deliver on time, or if the customer have anything else they're not happy with, they can always file a complaint. We will investigate and protect buyers. And gradually, with all the tools in place, we hope that buyers and suppliers will. Build partnership, and they can really grow together. It's really interesting. I've just met with fashion designer recently, just like what you said, right? Like there's a lot of manufacturers, especially special kind of zones and cities. So this fashion designer, she built her own fashion line, sells in her online store, and she's very particular about fabric, and she needs a supplier to make products. Exactly how she wants it. So she was just telling me her story about her, her crazy story about wanting one very particular fabric, and her supplier, which she found on Alibaba, travel around different cities just to get the fabric for her. So it was a really interesting story. I love it, love it, love it. So let's pivot a bit over to, I guess, maybe a first-time Alibaba.com user. So there's lots of founders, lots of marketers that have stores that are powered by Shopify and Shopify Plus. They're listening today, and so like, what sort of suggestions? Are you recommending? They understand this is a, a wholesale marketplace. They understand there's a lot of checks and balances and, and processes in place for a secure, trustworthy partnership between buyers and sellers. But like, how does someone get started? Like, maybe walk us through a few steps here that you believe are important. Yeah, definitely. You know, this is my favorite topic, and what I enjoy most at my job <laughs> is to. Help customers get started, get settled, and learn how to use Alibaba. So I think first of all, I suggest the first-time users take some time to learn about the platform and tools, because we offer a lot of things on the platforms. We have different things tailored for different type of customers. So. We offer a lot of resources and help center to help new users get started. And we have step-by-step -step sourcing guide. We have a buyer central with a lot of information knowledge, and we have a buyer help center where you can find answers to almost all of your questions. You can also contact customer online support if you can't find answers or need any other help. So I think. Getting started and learn about the platform and get familiar is really gonna make your whole sourcing journey easier. Second, I think we're ready for your first experience. <laughs> Have a list of your sourcing goals and needs. Really, kind of take out a piece of paper and write down what exactly you're looking for and what is the must-have. So this will really help you zoom in. To your target quickly and save you a lot of time because we have search and filter that give you options, so we can really select the criteria you're looking for. For example, we can select material type, color options, sizing, MOQ, you know, minimum order quantity, delivery time, certificates, and you can also put in your budgets or price range and trade terms and what kind of customization you're looking for. 
So you can buy ready-to-ship products, or you can work with a supplier who can make the products for you, right? So by understanding exactly what you're looking for and have a list ready will really help you get started easily and make the experience a lot smoother. So, you know, sometimes buyers try to kind of game the system. So I would definitely suggest be honest. For example, when you put in MOQ, which is your um, minimum order quantity, sometimes the buyers want to work with large manufacturers. So they put in a huge MOQ, like a million pieces, but what they really look for is 50 pieces or 100 to get started. So in this case, the search results will show you large manufacturers who only work with large MOQ. So you would have to restart your search process. So we'll be wasting your time and supplier's time as well. So, you know, be honest and put in the right information you're looking for. You know, sometimes the smaller suppliers they're just eager to work with you. They're more flexible. They want to grow with you. So that may be a much better match with you, right? If you have a low MOQ. And we have seen a lot of good stories where suppliers and buyers, they start with small, but they grow together and become partners. It's really important to know. I think third, I would definitely suggest is be proactive and be very specific when you send inquiries and communicate with suppliers. Because a lot of times it's, you know, you speak different languages, you're at different time zones, and you have kind of cultural differences. So try to be as clear as possible and try to over communicate, just double check if it's not clear and be patient and keep communications on the platform. We have a messaging center which you can see all the records of your conversations with suppliers, all the conversations on the platform. So in case there's any, sometimes it does need help. So we're trying our best to issues in the in future. We can always go back and refer to the record. So I think the last to provide insights, education, and content. So our marketing team and content team and constantly produce how to help SMBs to business. We have a pro buyer LinkedIn page where we'll help people understand what's going on in the sourcing world or industry insights, etc. So, you know, hopefully we can make it easier for buyers to really get started and learn about sourcing and learn about using Alibaba. We're always here to help if they have questions. I love this. I love this a lot. I'm just thinking out loud here. I have a brand that I manage. I'll keep them nameless. But what's interesting about them, they're a beauty brand. They're in skincare and skincare devices. And so what I find interesting, and you mentioned about the different filtering options. And so I'm just use like a hypothetical case here, but let's suppose this particular brand, and I may bring this back to them after this recording, but you know, they have a lighted makeup mirror. I just checked. They only have one. And that's the one they're promoting right now. But I know that there's probably a handful or hundreds of lighted makeup mirrors that are portable, that are available. Some are battery operated, some plug into the wall. And so are you suggesting that maybe Alibaba.com has the option to type in keywords and query the word lighted makeup mirror, and then find a range of products. And then that whole process starts your discovery phase of, hey, is there opportunity here? Yes, I have one lighted makeup mirror and it sells really well, but would there be opportunity for me to have a second one or something that's more unique or compact that fits in my purse, that's still lighted, it's USB, who knows? But I'm just curious, is that an interesting use case of expanding your product mix in a vertical you're already involved in? And can Alibaba.com help with that sort of query? 
Yes, definitely. That's very typical growing business, right? When you have very successful product line, you want to expand that. So there are different ways you can do that. So first, like you just suggested, you can continue searching for different similar products or suppliers who can offer similar products with a focus on that keywords. So a lot of the suppliers, especially larger ones, they have their own catalog. So you can say, hey, supplier, I am selling this today. Do you have similar products or a bigger catalog for me to use? And use this as reference. And they always will share that with you. And they want you to, you know, when you expand your product line, you're buying more, they're always happy. Right. So second is if you have challenge finding very particular products through search, you can always submit a request for quotation. So that's one of the tools we always recommend to like bigger buyers. So it's a one form you fill in your product requirements. You can even have a drawing or picture or some kind of virtual assistance and you submit the form and within 24 hours, there will be eight to 10 suppliers providing codes for what you're looking for. Those are usually customized products. So if they make something for you today, they can maybe make some tweaks or adjustment. Or if you you want something very different, you have your own design, you can just send them the design and they will make it for you. So there are different ways you can really expand your product line and build on top of your already successful products. Hmm. So I went to Alibaba.com. I typed in lighted makeup mirror and they had lighted makeup vanity mirror. So there was already was kind of defaulted. So it's a category that's popular enough that the keyword's already there or the long tail and then came up with a nice range of products. And it's interesting that there's ready to ship and there's also paid samples that are available. And so it's interesting. So there really is some great opportunity here. And I'm not sure about the sort order of these particular manufacturers and these suppliers, but they seem to be very relevant in the orders that that they're being presented on page from a number of length of years in business verified and five-star reviews. There seems to be a lot of things that looks like the cream is kind of rising to the top, so to speak, when I'm looking at this particular category. But what a great opportunity this is for those. And you can choose the, the origin and you can check. There's a lot of great things. So I think it comes back to your same comment at the beginning. You got to learn if Alibaba.com is new for you, there's like a ton of resources for SMBs to learn about the platform and, and there's education components, but then there's like, okay, let's boots on the ground. How do we actually use the platform? And can we get a few samples of a few products that we can buy to make some decisions and then start making the larger wholesale purchase? So I think this is a really educational for me. I'm hoping those listening today, that these are the sort of takeaways that it's important. This is what Alibaba.com is actually facilitating for Shopify brands today. Yeah, definitely. You know, there are a lot of interesting things that like when customers discover, they feel like, oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I'll give example. So when you look at the search page and you click on compare, you can select multiple suppliers you like, and then you compare them on the same page. So it's really easy for you to say, hey, I'm interested working with this five or 10 suppliers. Let's compare what's their MOQ, what's their cost, and you know how many years they have done business with Alibaba, what's their export, major export countries, right? So now you can choose, okay, I'm going to send inquiry to maybe three of them or five, and they can send one inquiry to all of them with one message. It's very efficient. 
It's lovely. I just tried it. I just clicked on three compared links and then it created a nice summary page for me, almost like a spreadsheet in columns. It had, here's the supplier, how to contact a supplier and some high level stats about number of successful transactions and years in business and yada, 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 and MOQs and minimum order quantity you talked about. So it's really cool. It's hard on maybe in a podcast to explain it, but I think once you get in there and start playing with the platform, you'll see that there's some great opportunity for Shopify brands to find things in the category that they want to expand in. So this is great. I do want to make a little quick pivot though, I'm in over to maybe a story. I think, you know, this podcast, the people listening, like I said, are founders, marketers, people that want to run, maybe they have a small store. They're just, maybe it's a side hustle, but they really are looking to educate themselves. They want to be inspired by others and kind of what they're doing. And obviously there's millions using the Alibaba.com platform, you know, with 200 million, some products and all these pre-qualified suppliers. It'd be love if, hopefully I don't put you on the spot here, but are you able to maybe share maybe a story or a case study of a recent kind of Shopify business? They're using Alibaba.com as their wholesale supplier. I just would love to uncover anything specific that motivated them from their current product sourcing, kind of what they did maybe in the past, but then found Alibaba.com and then like what happened after finding Alibaba and then making a relationship or a partnership with somebody? You don't have to be specific if you don't want to be, but it'd be nice to understand the discovery phase of a brand and then how they use the platform and then what happened on the other end when, you know, successfully purchasing, you know, wholesale product and then end consumer, then, you know, putting on your website and getting it out into the wild. So we'd love to hear some stories if you had one to share. Yeah, definitely. One of the customers and also one of the 50 recipients of the first Alibaba grants program is Matt Jones. So he is the co-founder of a San Diego-based company called Chris Beast. So the company provides sneaker enthusiasts with most effective product for crease prevention. So their team created a foot sleeve that includes a custom-shaped foam insert aim to fill the negative space that cause usually cause natural unwanted crease in your shoes. So it's kind of a very niche product in a very niche market. So their design is very special, is lightweight, it's breathable and provide adequate, you know, fit support. So Matt's business started in the middle of the pandemic. You know, just like a lot of the entrepreneurs, they started their business during the pandemic in December. 2020. So the business has grown so much already and he has a Shopify store. So he sells his products in his Shopify store and I'm really excited to see his future growth. So I think as a new business, a new niche community, you can imagine it's kind of competitive in his market. And he started with no retailer report support and he's basically relying on the words of mouth through trade shows to take his product to the next level. And he heard about Alibaba in the past. And so when he was looking for suppliers and he couldn't really travel that much in 2020, end of 2020. So he gave a try of Alibaba and, and decided to use the platform and find manufacturers. And he told us he was very surprised to see how easy the whole process was and how responsive his manufacturers were so and also I mentioned earlier he was one of the winners for Alibaba grants program so we had this program to support SMBs to launch their products and so he was one of the winners so we were able to 
provide financial support for him to really launch his business. So I think it was a really interesting story. And for me, I've met a lot of customers like him who started their business during the pandemic. And they use Alibaba to really get suppliers. They use Alibaba to really get support, not just from supplier. They also use our logistic tools and they use online payments. And I have a, another customer who met his supplier from a different occasion offline, not on Alibaba. And he wanted to do business with him, but he was not confident. But when he heard that supplier is also on Alibaba, so he started doing business with a supplier and transacting on Alibaba because we have the protection. So it's kind of a story. It's really inspiring for the, the team to continue supporting them. Yeah, no, I love it. I just love the fact that you have kind of this, like the grants program or almost, you even have like a, a small business kind of funding center too. And it's interesting. I was just seeing some of the, I guess the end of last year, you announced all of the grant program recipients. And I'm just seeing a list of like all these amazing companies that, you know, have won the grant through Alibaba are, you know, and sourcing and likely most of these brands are probably on Shopify, no doubt, getting to the end consumer. So it's great that you're kind of working on both ends. You're really helping facilitate the wholesale purchasing, but you're also facilitating the money, the capital and the education required to actually have a successful business, right? So I do really appreciate that that's kind of where Alibaba is going. It's great, really great. Yeah, definitely. You're exactly right. So the grant program was not just financial support. Our content and marketing team also put together e-commerce education programs to help those entrepreneurs to really kind of learn step-by-step how to do e-commerce, what the challenges and issues they're facing. So I think that content was also really helpful. No, 100%. So Min, we are nearing the end of the show for today, but I would love to understand maybe what the future is going to look like. I know that you uh, currently have a Shopify app that connects nice and tight with a Shopify store, but I just would like to understand maybe what the North Star is for the remainder of 22 and beyond. Like just how are you going to continue to help these Shopify brands with product sourcing and lots of other services and things that you offer? Yeah, definitely. So we do have a dropshipping app available in Shopify store. And we also work with a group of partners who are also dropshipping apps as well in Shopify store. So that's one of the examples how we hear that people were asking Alibaba, how can we use Alibaba suppliers for dropshipping? That's how we develop the app. <laughs> so I think that's really coming to 2022. Our focus is really on the customers. So that's really our company's uh, slogan, come, customers come first. So for sellers, they're our customers. So we want to make it easy for global sellers, U.S. sellers to go global. And for buyers, they're our customers too. We want to help them use this one-stop trading platform to, you know, make it easy for them to connect with suppliers. So that's really kind of our fundamental. In the past six months, you know, my team have really talked to a lot of customers on the buyer side, and we compiled a long list of recommendations collected from our customers and things that we can make their life easier. So we're working on that list. So the strategic partnership and collaborations, we're always open and we'll continue rolling out partnerships and collaborations when we can bring values to the customers. And Shopify is such a great ecosystem where if there's any assistance needed from Shopify brands, if there's any opportunities, we can collaborate to create values for both our customer base. We're definitely open. 
Yeah. And that's kind of the purpose of this podcast today too, right? Really is to share the message. Cause I think there's a lot of, I would say ignorance in the marketplace where they don't really know what you do, but they know of you more to the notoriety of Jack, but they just overall, they don't really know. There's a lot of people who don't know. And so that's why I wanted to have you on today. So I wanted to make sure that we really shared the true Alibaba.com story. We understand it's a large of a larger group, but I understand what you're really trying to do now. You're really trying to facilitate these opportunities with, you know, Shopify brands. There's 2 million of them on the platform. A lot of them need to have products and they want to expand their product mix. They just don't have the platform to facilitate that. Now that I think today's episode really gives them the education they need to understand more about that. I guess before we kind of close off for today, like, do you think there'd be any insights or any takeaways that you believe are important? Maybe just to kind of just, we just want to hit home with like, what's the main important topic today that we believe is important, good takeaway for those listening today about how Alibaba could potentially fit into their product sourcing mix? I think really as this trends of going digital and going global accelerate. So we're really here to support US SMBs and we want to help them increase putting their trust in this tremendous digital tools and infrastructure available on Alibaba. You know, our teams are working really hard to make it easier to sell and buy globally. We're very proud of the growth but more importantly, we want the team and the merchants, the Shopify merchants to know that we're here, we're available. We have a local team to help them if they need anything from sell or buy, we're here to support them. Perfect. All I'm gonna have all of this in the show notes. I know we had a few notes leading up to this recording, but there's even more things that I wanna add from all the education components and, and all the parts that you have. I'm sure we'll chat offline. I wanna make sure I get all of that in the show notes so you'll be able to go over there and take a look. Sounds like most people should go to alibaba.com as the starting point. If you wanna dabble a bit in the drop shipping side of Alibaba, then there's an opportunity with the uh, drop shipping app. And other than that, is there anything else that you would like to close off for today? Yeah, so thank you so much, Steve, for inviting me. And it's just great to speak with your audience. I work with customers on a daily basis. And, you know, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. And it's not easy when you work during the daytime with your customers and at night working with suppliers. So I really respect customers. And, you know, they're the reason we're encouraged to try our best every day and do our job. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and thank you. And hopefully we can speak again. Absolutely. You know, and one thing that I tell all my guests that come on the show that really Shopify does have a mission. It really is to make commerce better for everyone is kind of their slogan. And I'd also add that really they are here really to build a path that leads to more entrepreneurs and more independent retail. And that's what I've learned today about Alibaba. I really believe, you know, you are also in tight alignment. It sounds like you clearly do want to help Shopify brands to improve efficiencies by finding product and facilitating the whole, the whole transaction from sample through to a wholesale purchase. So that's the efficiency side. You know, the revenue growth is, will naturally come by expanding your product mix. So I'm all in on that. And I also believe that you really are trying to help brands just build lifetime customer value value because you're offering product mix and selection that maybe wasn't available prior. And I think that's what entrepreneurship is all about. And you're just helping facilitate the buyer and the seller kind of uh, union. So I just massively appreciate that. And thank you once again for coming on the show and uh, best of luck as you expand further into North America. This is really exciting. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Today's episode is brought to you by BeProfit, the all-in-one profit analysis dashboard for Shopify e-commerce brands. Get a grip on all of your store's data and start making data-driven decisions to optimize your profitability today. 
Make the most of your store. Discover the true power of BeProfit by visiting BeProfit.co. And don't forget to use the code FL15, it's FL15, for an exclusive lifetime 15% discount. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you, a loyal listener of e-commerce Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, launch, grow, and scale with Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.